Hi everyone, I'm Annika and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. If you are tuning in the podcast for the first time, welcome. So glad all of you are here today. Today we are diving into gifts. Like how do we know them and understand them and and use them and leverage them? And also how do we bring those out in others? I've been thinking a lot lately about how I really do feel as if we're in somewhat of an epidemic of underutilized gifts and talents and skills in the workplace, in our communities, in our homes. I mean, think about it. How many people do you know that have these lurking desires or passions or talents just waiting to be shared? They're waiting for the right time. They're waiting for the right season. They don't even realize that those things are strengths to them or that those things are gifts to them. And they're just so untapped. So rather than being part of the problem, we are diving into how we can be part of that solution today. So let's start with this question. Have you ever noticed the people around you in your life? Maybe it was in your younger days when you were in school, or maybe it's in the workplace when you just notice like people are really doing their life's work. They are quote unquote in their element. The people that just light up a room, they inspire you. Their passion is like almost contagious. Like the teacher that makes you think you need to be a teacher, the doctor that makes you wish you were a doctor, the people that are just so good, right? The artists that make you believe that you're an artist too. They're just so good at what they do. But what if you could be more of that person and open up the door to let others be that too, And as I always say, all of this starts with you. It starts with knowing what your own gifts are. Each of us, each of you, we all have unique gifts. And thank God that we don't all have the same gifts because how boring of a world would that really be? Some of us know what those gifts are, you know, whether they're talents or skills or passions or inclinations, but some of you and some of us don't necessarily know, like, what are we even good at? What are those things that are my innate gifts? I want to start by saying if that's you and you don't know what yours are, that is totally okay. Because oftentimes, all the noise around us, the distractions around us, they all really pull us away from even just seeing the gifts or the passions that we have. It might be a job that has just become so routine and monotonous that you don't even have that opportunity to explore other avenues or to be creative or try other things. Or maybe you're just so burnt out that you have forgot those things that really made you come alive. So here are you know three questions that you can think about or ask yourself or reflect on that might shed some light on what are your gifts if you are the person that's saying, I think I might know a few or I'm not really sure what I'm specifically good at. Number one, I want you to think about what others have complimented you on, noticed about you, things you've done. And these don't need to be profound things in the workplace. Maybe it's something that your spouse has said or a neighbor or a friend when you're out to coffee or just something that someone has said in a project that you've presented or in something you volunteered for. What have others complimented you on? And so often we forget the compliments because our problem is that when we receive a compliment, rather than saying thank you, we come up with all the reasons why that compliment's not valid, right? We say, 
things like, oh, well, it's just because X, Y, or Z. But if they complimented you on something, they are noticing a gift that you specifically have. Secondly, I want you to reflect on any just performance reviews that you've had, maybe in your career, maybe it was projects you've worked on, community activities that you have gravitated towards or volunteer projects or activities that you have signed up for. Maybe it's in recent years, maybe it's in the past, but what are the things that were, you know, that you were drawn to, or what are the things that were pulled out or noticed or written about you? It can be both angles of that. Like I said, what did people say about you or what do you um, gravitate towards specifically? And, and why do you gravitate towards that? What does it bring out in you? Is it that you really enjoy serving? Is it that you're a great teacher or a leader, a maker, a creator, a communicator? Maybe you're a good connector. Maybe you are a hard worker, a good listener, a good helper. There's so many things that what we look at, what we're gravitating towards or what we hear about ourselves when we're getting performance feedback that draw out so many of these gifts that we didn't even realize that we had. And lastly, like what are the things that you used to do but aren't doing or that you know you really love to do? The things that maybe you have time for right now and you've created the space in your life for those things that really make you happy. Now, when I ask about the things that you used to do but aren't doing, I think this just naturally comes with seasons in life. I know for me, I reached a point in my career where I had found that a lot of things that I really enjoyed doing, I, I wasn't doing anymore. I kind of lost this spark within me that was all about just connection and community and and also just like baking and creating and making. Like I love baked goods in my home. I love making things from scratch. I love eating things from scratch. And I had created a zero space or time to do that, not just for my own happiness and joy, but also that was something I really wanted to create for my kids. Like there was just something about coming home to the smell of cookies or or fresh baked something yummy. And no, obviously there is not a lot of time for that. But I do try just once a week to do that. When I realized that I wasn't doing that, I kept thinking like, why? It's because I have I don't have the time. Well, why don't I have the time? Well, because I don't make the time. Why don't I make the time? Because I am too exhausted or I feel like there's too many other competing priorities, but it's something that I felt deep down inside just really lit me up. And it's something that is just a, an innate gift. It's just I, I love that um, hospitality element. I love just being in the kitchen, creating things, having people come together around, whether it's coffee or goodies, and whether that's with my kids in my house or with friends, just creating those moments. Because when you create the space to do more of these things, it's not just a gift to you, but it's also a gift to others when you can show up better for others because you're doing the things that really spark joy in your life. One thing I know to be true is that when you've got dormant gifts and talents that are lurking within you, they're begging to shine. Your job is not to let them lie dormant. They don't always have to be used in these mighty ways or in all seasons, but they do need to be used in some capacity so that they don't just die out. You probably can think about this as the feeling of, gosh, I just really feel like I should be doing more of X or I want to be more connected with Y or gosh, I, I love doing this or I love doing that. These are those things that, that make you come alive or you long for it just so you can feel more alive. Like these are the things that you need to be using. These are your gifts. 
As I mentioned earlier, these can be things like serving or teaching or leading or making, creating, connecting, baking, working, listening, helping, and the list goes on. But I do want to add that it's not the job of your kids or your employer to bring out the best in you and to call out the moments in your life where those things aren't shining. It is your job to unleash the best in you and let it shine and and let it light the world around you. So here is what I want you to think about doing next. First and foremost, I want you to go think about those things, those things that I just asked all those questions about. And I want you to go verbally share those things, whether it's with your boss, a coworker, your spouse, your organization, a team, just a human, share it with a human, get comfortable and confident in your gifts. We don't want to talk about those things that we might be good at or that we might really enjoy because we think maybe someone is going to perceive that we're not focused on the other element or maybe that it might come across as arrogant. But those are your gifts. Like You need to become confident and comfortable in owning those gifts. And I'll say that you never know, the world might just be standing at the door knocking, waiting for you to open up that conversation or open up that door to just let those gifts pour out from. Also, you've got to commit. And I'm not talking about like these lifelong commitments, but without commitment, it's just a thought or it's just a conversation. So commit to one way or one thing, whether it's today, this week, this month, this chapter of your life that you will do. Like I said, it doesn't need to be in big, mighty ways. If you enjoy painting, you don't need to paint 40 hours a week. But how do you carve out one hour to do that? Or go meet a friend somewhere in an art class. Or if you love serving, maybe it's not signing up for something that requires five hours a week, but it's a simple thing. Like I'm going to just spend an extra 10 minutes a week talking to somebody or reaching out to somebody and just really connecting or dropping something off at their house or whatever that might be. But commit to doing something. It's in that commitment that we start to step out into it. And lastly, if you're already doing all these things, just thank you. Thank you for sharing your gifts. If you already know those things that you are really good at and you will know that you're using them, that's awesome. That is awesome. And I am so thankful and the world is so thankful that you are putting those out in the world and sharing those. I want to share this quick passage from scripture, whether you have ever opened up your Bible, opened up a Bible or read this or referenced it. I think it's just a really beautiful picture or image just to think about how different we all are. It says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? This is so good. The world needs like whatever gifts you have to offer. You need your gifts to be used. That is when you feel the most alive. That is when you feel like you have this life abundant, when you are being fully you and not holding back, feeling these desires lurking within. And you should go out there and use your gifts. We need the things you have to offer. You need the things that we have to offer. I mean, it is just this, this mutual place where we all need each other. And especially after a season like this, we have got to step out of isolation and engage more in community. We need each other. We need each other's strengths. We need what you're good at. We need the small things and the big things. They all come together to create something so amazing and beautiful and good. And the world needs so much more of that. So how do you learn the gifts of others. I think this is really the the next part of what we're talking about today, because I think this is something that we have an opportunity 
to do. And I think so many of us, just nature of, of what our culture teaches us and how we're wired, we're always kind of focused on self. But when we really think about how do we become good leaders of our own life and, and lead the lives around us and help others in that journey? It's really learning the gifts of others and leveraging those, helping them know those gifts, calling out the good things in others. I love, love, love what uh, one of the guests on the podcast, it was with Mary Clay Gupton called Faith and Work. You should definitely go check it out. I'll put that plug here. Talked about, she shares how her grandmother always told her to be what they call the balcony people, the people that are cheering others on, that they're calling out the best in others, that are helping them you know, show up. And, and as I thought about it, just really on that stage of life, doing what they're born to do, like the people that are on the stage are like, gosh, they're so good at that. This is exactly where they need to be. But what an honor and a privilege we have in this world to be able to call those things out in people when they may not even know that those are their strengths. They may not even know that they are good at those things that they could do so much more with. So here are a couple of ways that you can do those things. Actually, there are four specific ways. Ask, watch, learn, and listen. Ask. This one is my absolute favorite. One of the biggest professional life lessons that I have learned is how willing people are to share when asked a question or the questions, we don't realize how many people don't even have a chance to talk because everybody around them is doing the talking in their life. But just asking, like, what do they enjoy doing on the side? What do they want to do more of in their career if you have a team that you work with? Like, what lights them up? What do they wish they did more of? What are their interests or aspirations or side hobbies? There is so much untapped potential for teams, for organizations, for communities, simply because no one asked, so no one told or no one shared. They thought they're showing up to do exactly what that job description says or exactly what that uh, descriptor said on, on, on the volunteer work or whatever that might be. And so they just showed up just to do that, but they had so much more they were willing to give or to share to be part of, but no one ever asked. So ask people. Like I said, all these simple questions. Secondly is really just to watch and observe what they do. Watch how they do it. Watch what they do well. When you see that light bulb go off, if you've got kids, just observing where are they just so free? Where are they confident? Where are they really shining? If you have a team, same thing. Where do you just see them on fire for something good that they are just so passionate about? Maybe it's just something that they're talking about, you know, in the break room or you hear them talking about on the phone or just something that you ask them that they just get so lit up about. So watch and observe their, their way of doing things and what they gravitate towards. Learn. This is a really big one. We don't invest time in getting to know people. And I'll be really honest, I think the number one reason is just this innate selfishness with our time. We feel like there is so little time, but an investment in getting to know others doesn't have to be five hours or three hours. It can literally just be a text message that you send or an email or a quick coffee. So go schedule something with people and ask them questions. Do some research because there's nothing a little social media can't teach you, right? 
also just reviewing assessments, like look at assessments that they've taken, ask them about their strengths. And a lot of organizations, or maybe if they've had prior jobs, there's so many assessments that go out that help them to determine the things that they're they're good at, their strengths, their leadership style, their personality, what they gravitate towards. If there's someone fresh out of school, there's so many career assessments or profiles that help them really uncover what those things are that, that they're passionate about. So invest that time in getting to know people and to understanding their world, but go schedule it, go schedule and make it happen or go schedule just the time to go do a little bit of research or investigation about their life and just make those things that are important to them, important to you for just a small season, right? And you can really help them launch into more in their lives. And lastly, just listening. I think it is so amazing that we have two ears and one mouth and it's always such a good visual that you get to see every single day as your reminder to spend more time listening than we do talking. And I really do believe that some of the greatest leaders are the ones who really develop an ear to listen and listen to listen, not listen to speak and to share what's next. So picking up on those cues and asking the open-ended question, creating the space to do that. So often we are just coming and going and everything is so busy, but really creating this sacred moment, and it doesn't have to be something formal or official, but creating sacred moments with people where you do have a chance to ask the question, but you also have a chance to listen to the answer and always ask one layer deeper. They say they like something, ask how long they've been doing it, ask why they started doing it and dig a little deeper, take those moments to listen. It doesn't have to be very long. So once you've created this knowledge or this understanding of what those gifts are in others, whether it's in your home, in your community, in your church, at work, wherever that might be, the next step is really thinking about how might I be able to open a door for those those gifts to be used? And even if it's not where you're at, so let's say you are at a specific job and there's not necessarily a door right now that's open for them to be able to go do those things. I will tell you that if you create the opportunity to support them in their gifts, even outside of work, by doing simple conversations that you can have with them about those hobbies, about those interests, giving them space to do more of those things and engage in more of that, they are happier in and outside of work and they will be more effective in and outside of work and everybody wins. So even if there's not a way right now to specifically employ those gifts or employ those opportunities where you are at supporting them where they're at. I think that is just such an important way to meet people right where they are and to build really strong connections and relationships with people. But if you're not in a workplace or even if you are, you know, think about like, I'm just thinking of kids, for example, is there a specific instrument they can play or a group they can be part of or a situation that maybe you could put them in that's a really great situation that would allow them to really build on that strength or share that gift or you know whatever that might look like for your kids but thinking about how do I as a parent and as a, a leader of these little people create spaces and open doors and provide opportunities for them to share these gifts because these are so unique and so special to them. And if they're not using them, they're wasting them. And we don't need a world where gifts are wasted. We need more of them to be put out in the world. So I'm just thinking about, you know, what these opportunities might look like. Maybe it's talking to the teacher about these things. Maybe it's putting them in an organization or playing an instrument or some kind of community involvement or something that you can do as a family, whether it's inside the house or outside the house that gives them a chance to just build upon that and to see themselves really just alive and, and feeling like they are in everything that they've been created to be. 
So as we wrap up this conversation today, I want you to take away this. Go ponder on your gifts today, whether they're the active gifts, the underutilized gifts, and even the dormant gifts. Understand why they're staying hidden and think of how you might be able to let more of them show up in your life. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but I want you to think of 10, and I'm serious, at least 10, like at a minimum, ways that you can leverage those gifts that you have. Like I said, whether they fall under the active, underutilized, or a dormant category. 10 ways that you could possibly use them because that is where your creative brain starts to kick in. If you list out one or two ways, it is so easy to come up with an excuse why you can't do that right now. But when you list out 10, your excuses become harder to come by and your opportunities become greater. And you start to see that there really is a way that you could do those things. Maybe it's not the way that originally came to mind, but there are so many other maybe smaller or larger or more creative or different ways that you can be sharing those gifts. If you have kids at home or people on your team or employees in your business, think of how you might be able to ask or engage them or watch and observe them in their element learning about them, investing the time to, to do so and to get to know them and listening more, creating these opportunities to keep opening up doors in people's lives because that will make you and that will make us warm and fuzzy inside when we start to see others thrive and the world become a brighter and just more life-giving place. It will be just so much greater for all of us. So go ponder those gifts today. Go ponder your gifts. Go reflect on what have people called out in you and complimented you on and when do you feel the most alive and do the same for others and figure out how you can create more opportunities for both you and others today. I hope today's episode has just been a quick moment of reflection to really think about the gifts within you and the gifts around you. So here are today's truths and takeaways. Number one, when you've got dormant gifts and talents lurking within you, they are begging to shine. Your job is not to let them lie dormant and they don't always have to be used in mighty ways or in all seasons. The point is they must be used. Number two, it's not the job of your kids or your employer to bring out the best in you. It is your job to unleash the best in you and let it shine a light around you. Number three, be part of the domino effect. Share your gifts, bring out the gifts in others, and then give them the chance to do the same for others. And lastly, go be those balcony people, cheering others on, calling out the best in others, helping them show up on their stage of life, doing what they were born to do. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for sticking around. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Love for you to take a quick 30 seconds to write a review. So many more great conversations with guests to come. Can't wait to share these episodes with you. Thanks for being you. Thanks for what you do. And until next time. Thank you.